To be back on mic, uh, Angela is literally snuggled in her bed. I am in my office, have just like Paulo Santoed this space for the first time in a long time. Um, and we're doing great. Um, right now it is, is it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what day is it even? <laughs> it's Wednesday. I don't know when you'll be hearing this, but um, this morning we were talking about Angela lost her voice for like 10 or 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, went a, she went a little too hard in New Orleans and uh, <laughs> RIP voice. So um, we're getting back on mic now that you're feeling better. Today we wanted to talk about kind of uh, for Angela and I, a lot recently has kind of been this thing of when we're in uncomfortable or hard situations that can make us doubt that we're actually healing, like it can, it can give us a pause. Like we're like, okay, wait, if we're, you know, if we've woken up, if we're healing, if we feel like we've made so much progress, then why do these certain blocks come up? And it can make us doubt that we're going the wrong direction. And uh, when we talk about it, um, between Angela and I, we'll kind of like sort through these things. We'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so illuminating that we actually are growing in this. These are actually signs that we have done the work and it doesn't negate that the hard feelings are there, but it shows how important it this work is. And we really wanted to put this out there because I don't know, like if I didn't have Angela or if Angela didn't have me. I think it would be very hard to have the context that yes, you are still healing, even when things feel bad. And so we really wanted to just like friend to friend be like, okay, sis, we feel you. Like if you're feeling these things, we've recently felt this as well. And just kind of go over some different ways that you may feel like you're uh, going backwards, but really it shows that how much you've grown and how much you've conquered and that there's still so much ahead of you. Uh, that's good. So without further ado, we're going to hop in ways and things that show that you're growing that might feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So another thing I think is that the spiritual wellness industry has really taken off in the last couple of years and me and Kendall are avid participators in that industry. We soak it all up and we love taking courses and really kind of aiding and supporting our journey uh, in our spiritual enlightenment. But with that, I think that it can often look like 
all packaged so beautifully and that everyone is just waking up and doing yoga and meditating every day and feeling so aligned and ready to tackle the day and they're manifesting all these beautiful things. Is that part of it? Absolutely. Me and Kendall have had these magnetic, beautiful, luminous moments during the past couple of years as we've tried to strengthen this muscle. But there's another side that I think is left out of the conversation often that the broken pieces on your way are exactly where they're supposed to be and all a part of the soup and can, like Kendall said, make you feel like you're stepping backwards or why did I even open this door and sort of regret on even going on this journey and saying, never mind, I want to close that door off. And so we want to not come at this with like scare tactics, or, but more so be like, this is the real pit that comes with the peach. This is the real part of it where you're going downhill before you go up the next hill. And so it really is attractive to Kendall and I, this idea of like talking about this piece of it, because we've both gone through some huge changes for good and for bad during this whole experience in which we've started to get closer to source or God or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's going to be an overarching in all of this is that it's hard no matter what. And so it's the hard that you pick. And I think that this is, you know, if you don't do the work, it's hard. If you do do the work, it's hard. So I think it's not so much a scare tactic as this is the hard that we pick, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's not hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Who do you want to go into it first? Do you want me to do one? Do you want to do one? Do you have something top of mind? I can rock and roll. I wrote some little All right. things, All right. things Let's down. Go. So uh, basically I was thinking about how, when you go through something. So for me, like engagement, pregnancy, a death of a family member, any big life milestone for better or for worse, it can often be a magnifying glass to what really matters. And in mm. that is a lot of beautiful things. It can strengthen the relationships uh, around you that are always there for you. It can make you feel closer to people. Um, it can make you feel love in a deeper way. Uh, it also though can bring to the surface some harsh truth. So when I was getting engaged, I started realizing that, and I want to be clear, I don't think you have to have, be engaged or be pregnant or have lost a loved one to, to, to understand what I'm trying to get at here. Whenever you have a big life change, any form, I think that it can really illustrate a lot of truths. And so one mm. of those for me was like, when I was engaged, I realized I was parenting my parents a lot. And as an adult child now, you know, I'm in my thirties, I had noticed I had taken on that role earlier than I should have. And I'm the firstborn and I'm not here to slant my parents. I'm actually in a really good spot with both of them, which is something I couldn't have said in a decade. Uh, so we are, we're doing great. But with that, I noticed I was taking on a lot of roles that wasn't mine to carry. And so it was like this beautiful dichotomy where I was getting engaged and I was having this beautiful time with Nick and I was so excited to marry him, but I was also noticing that I was really like captaining the ship of my whole family. And so I think that those things can kind of come to light and 
illuminate really that that was one of my wake up moments in what is mine to carry and what is not mine to carry, which sort of set me on this whole journey to mention. And then, you know, another one was when my, my son was in the NICU, that was a really tender time. And it really, uh, was, it, it really touched me how many people were there for me and how, how supported I felt during that. And I didn't have anyone that I knew that had gone through a NICU experience. So I felt like I was in a free fall and I, I felt really held during that time. And so, although it was the most challenging time I had been through in my life, I also had never felt more protected. And so both of those can be true as well. I was thinking about something else too, that this kind of applies to owning your own business, but also applies generally. Nick and I saw this uh, metaphor about being in the bottom of a U. So when you look at the letter U in the alphabet, you know, it's a uh, it's got the dip at the bottom. And so when you start a business or you start a relationship, you start a project, you start a illuminating journey, whatever your start, you're like, this is great. Amazing. Can't wait. Loving it. As you move your way down the, you, you get to the, you get almost close to the bottom. You're like, Oh, that's kind of harder than I expected. I don't, I'm not sure about all this. Then you're in the bottom and you're like, what have I done? What have I done? (laughs) Most people, most people, they climb back up that same little trope on the right and they they start the whole process over. Now they've got a new relationship, a new friendship, a new project. Okay. Amazing. Loving it. And we go through the cycle again. So Nick and I will talk about being in the bottom of the U we own a, a business together. And so some, some days he's feeling like he's in the bottom of the U and we talk about how once you get past that, then all the growth, the success, the like all that you've been working for, feeling that redemption feeling, all of that is on the left side of the U. And most people, they don't want to stay in the bottom of the U so badly that they'd rather climb back up and go back down again versus getting back out on the other side. And so- That's so real. Yeah. And so that's really helped me when um, I want to abandon ship on a project. Uh, I often get to the hard, the real hard. I can handle like a certain amount of threshold. And then once we get past that, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. And I want to climb back up and start which, something Which is new. exactly what, you know, what we're talking about with this whole thing of like the you of spiritual healing, where you're like, uh, once it gets to this part of hard, have I completely made a mistake going on this journey at all? Mm-hmm. Like- what I thought this was going to be like crystals and meditation and high vibes and new friends. And it's like, Oh, actually I'm in a free fall mm-hmm. of life, you know? And I feel like speaking of free falls, I think that you'll relate to this as well. Something that can be difficult is when suddenly in your life, like, okay, you're doing great you're like figuring out all these things in your life, you're healing all these things, whatever. And then all of a sudden you feel like everything (laughs) that you knew before was wiped Mm -hmm. and you're in a free fall because you let go of all of these things that weren't in your alignment. Like all of a sudden, I think the closer, like the more work we do, the closer we get to who we really are. And that can feel like we're starting at ground zero sometimes Mm -hmm. because it can feel like a free fall of like what's next. Um, and that within that, this is really difficult for Angela and I, but it's patience within that. We have um, someone we took a course from who talked about manifestation and, you know, different things being like you're ordering an Amazon package. 
Like when you put something into the universe and say, this is what I want for myself and it, that it, it's coming to you. Like if you can stay in that vibration, it's coming to you. It's an Amazon package. You don't order something on Amazon and then get scared. It's not going to come right. Mm -hmm. It is going to arrive. But I think that when you, when you order it and then you don't know when it's coming, the patience in sitting in that is really hard because before you do all this work, you would, at least for me, I was able to spin my wheels for a long time, feeling productive, but being out of alignment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so like true. I would, I would order a package and then be like, I don't know when the package is coming. So I'm going to fill my time with all these things so that when the package arrived, I didn't even have room for it mm -hmm. or I didn't have the means to steward it well, mm -hmm. or I did it like, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to wipe these things off my plate and trust that what I feel like is an alignment is like meant for me. And, but what that can feel like, what Angela and I have definitely felt with this is when you start taking things off of like, oh, this isn't for me or this is for me. It makes, it makes you feel like what, what is going on? Because this is different than anything that has come before. Mm -hmm. I feel really scared mm -hmm. of what's coming next and really scared if my belief in what is coming next doesn't get here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Kendall and I are really good at running, uh, not <laughs> running physically. Well, Kendall is, can't be me. No, um, not anymore, but, but. <laughs> but, uh, restless energy, a lot of restless energy that comes with the impatience. And so often after you order something with the universe, it can feel like you're standing still. And that's so uncomfortable to just stand and be in receptive mode. Cause you're like, wait, 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 uh, I'm going to just busy myself and pretend I didn't ask. So then I'm not let down if it doesn't come on my timeline or like all these things that she's talking about, like you busy yourself with other things so that you're mm -hmm. like, it's almost like a safety catch, but with the biggest ask, sometimes it requires you to just sit in the ask and know it's on its way and be in the faith trust fall, but it can feel a lot like you're standing still and everyone else is running. And that can feel real itchy. <laughs> and so uh, also this is just a cute aside. I just want to like call it out. My sister is like listening to a, listens to our podcast. She'll probably listen to this, but uh, she's eight years younger than me. Uh, love her to pieces. And she is like kind of new to journaling and manifesting and scripting and all of that. So she was asking me how to do it. And I was like showing her where she went and got a new journal at Target. And so she was like writing and then I, I, she was living with me at the time, but then I, I don't know where I was going. I was going somewhere else. And then like, not even an hour later, she texts me and she's like, so how long until it works? <laughs> and oh I'm my like, gosh, I love it. And, you're and like, I'm like, that, let me know when you figure it out. The, the ticket, that is the question. That's the million dollar question. Um, but I think we all feel that way where you're like, okay, I've put in my order and now, um, can you just give me the deliverable date, please? The deadline in which it will arrive. Uh, so I thought that that was funny because, uh, I truly believe if you ask for something that's in alignment, it will always come to you. Maybe not in the form that you were expecting mm -hmm. and def definitely in my experience, not on the timeline that you were wanting, yeah. uh, but it will always show up. Um, so and I agree. <laughs> I think in like to give a tangible example, cause I know all of this is kind of like high level of like, okay, guys, what are you even talking about? But for example, for me was I 
remember journaling before we moved to Trinidad. We were, um, we had put an offer down on a house and uh, we got the house. We were three days away from getting the keys to walking in the house. And I remember feeling this, like something was out of alignment, but it did not make sense. Like, I was like, this is everything we want. Like, we want to start like growing our family. Like we're going to, you know, get this place. It's a great part of Houston. Like we're, we're going to do this thing. And something felt so out of alignment for me that I couldn't put my finger on it. And so I remember journaling and praying like, okay, if this is not meant for me, can you show me quickly? Like we we're about to get the keys to this. Like, I don't want to make a bad decision, but, and the next morning we got a call saying like, you have 72 hours to decide if you're going to move to Trinidad. This came out of nowhere and for Clint's job. And so when we said yes, I lost everything, what felt like to me, like my friends, like I left my friends. I'm in a different country. I left my job. I'm like at the height of my career at that time. Like I'm feeling really good. Leave my job, leave my country. Like I, I just felt like everything was white and to, to move to a different country for Clint. And I was sitting in Trinidad like six months in and was like, what have I done? Like I felt like I had made a huge mistake and I was at the bottom of the U and I remember like starting to come up. I'm like, you know, I went on a complete spiritual journey there, but I looked at my journal of what I wrote before we got that call asking like, Hey, something feels out of alignment, but these are the things that I want. I got all of them through going to Trinidad. Like Mm -hmm. my marriage was better. I like knew who my friends were. I actually got stronger in the skills for my career. I never would have given myself time for. I went through the spiritual journey, like all the things that I was actually trying to manifest. I didn't want anything to change for, for, to get those things. I'm like, we'll just have the house. And then all these things will just happen. I've put in my Amazon package order. Right. Mm-hmm. And what it took is everything getting wiped clean and essentially the universe being like the things that you are holding on to, the things that you're distracting yourself with are not in alignment for you. I like everything was wiped clean and the things that came back were for me. And, but at the time that I lost everything, I'm like, why even be on this journey? Like what, what has this given me? It's, it feels like it's given me nothing. It's only taken everything. And I think that we can get in those, those times of free fall where we're at the bottom of the U before our package has come and Mm -hmm. we don't know how it's going to come or what that looks like, but that's just kind of a tangible thing to me that has always really, it was such a powerful thing for me to see that everything that I had manifested, I actually got, it was just in a really hard way. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for it, but it's given me the faith now that I'm like, whatever is meant for me is coming. 
Yeah. But I yeah, have yeah. to be okay with the free fall. I have to be okay with continuing to grow and strengthening my skills of being able to feel that misalignment, yeah. being able to feel, you know, like if I hadn't done my spiritual work up to that point, I may have been too asleep to even feel that misalignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? To be like, Hey, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but something is right. off. Right. And who knows where I would be if I just allowed all of those things that were not in alignment for me to like stay. And, um, and I can, I can feel that cooking sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I feel a change coming. I'm yeah. resistant to yeah. it. Yeah. Because I don't want to go through the hard. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. Also beautifully said, Ken, that was really, uh, really like a tangible illustration that I really felt. And I, I'm just so glad to be on the other side with you. Um, but I'm really glad that you said that piece where it's like, sometimes I will put in an ask with the universe and I'm like, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. If it's aligned only if it's in good light, this or something better, all my tricks. And then I'll start to feel like the other shoe is going to drop. And honestly, guys, that's the worst feeling to me in the world is this feeling of like, what's around the corner for me. And is it anxiety? Probably. <laughs> but uh, is it also just like, I know the change is coming and I am fearful, which is ego-based instead of trust, which is, you know, of higher self. But that I want to really like remind everyone that is listening to this, that that feeling of like, oh, what is coming? I don't know what it is, but I know in my gut something's coming for me, like a change in my career, a change in my life, a move, something. You just feel it. It hasn't actually touched down on earth yet, but you just know it's coming. That can spike up, at least for me, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, so much. much. You're like, (laughs) I know it's coming. It like feels like it's behind the door and it's a shadow. And you're like, I am scared. I want it because I know I will grow through it, but it can feel like what is going to happen to me. What is the next shoe to drop? And I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my fertility journey, but it does, it does clue in here really well. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, For those that don't know, I have been trying for two years. I am now like seeking fertility treatment. It was very easy for me to get pregnant with my first son, but I've been having a little bit of a hiccup, which I think a lot of women go through and might not have somebody to speak about it. So here I am. Um, But anyway, earlier this year, I had my fourth miscarriage. And after that, I really just went into a deep depression about the whole thing. I was not not feeling great, not feeling great earlier this year. Uh, and that coexisted with a spiritual journey in a very like intense way with Kindle. And so both can be true. I was so excited to be a part of a new project. I felt really like held and rewarded and like excited to like share with other, with new members. All of that was true. I also was in deep pain. Mm -hmm. And so I, at that point, this was in March at that point, I started writing a lot about the whole thing because I sort of hit just like a wall. I was in general, I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very silver lining person. And I just lost all of that. I was like, I don't know why I was handed this assignment. I was feeling so bad about myself, um, really lost, really upset. So I was writing in my journal. This is kind of what Kendall was talking about. I was writing that after I had that miscarriage, I was like, I don't know why I am having a hard time with this pregnancy. Medical 
community can't figure it out. So with that, I know it must be spiritual protection. I don't understand it right now, but I will understand it in the future. And so I just started writing like that. And then in, in the summer, my brother collapsed and was in a coma and he almost passed away. And my life completely took a 180. I had the most immense grief I've ever felt in my entire life. And through all of that, I was barely like getting out of bed, barely functioning. I mean, Kendall was there through the thick of it. It was horrible. It still remains yeah. doing really well, like upside. He is, it, he's made a lot of improvements, still long journey, but um, he's, he's talking, he has memory recall. It's wild. It's like, if you need proof of a miracle, talk to me after, because I'll, I'll tell you about it, but no, it's um, like actually a miracle. <laughs> yeah. He he's a walking miracle. So is my son. Like I'm surrounded by like examples that miracles exist. So anyways, um, I found my journal recently and I saw that I had written all of that about, I don't understand mm. why. And I don't know that I don't know why, but I know that this is spiritual protection and I have to trust that. And I didn't want to, and I was pissed. And so I felt so like in shock when I read all of that, because it felt like I was like, this was it. This was what uh, God was sparing me of, because if I had to navigate a new pregnancy or, uh, at, you know, I had had a couple losses, so I could have been almost giving birth when I got that call from my mom about my brother. And just that idea, like literally still to this day, like just makes my stomach drop this idea of like navigating two children under the age of three, when he was living in Houston, I was visiting my brother and it was like such, it was such a tumultuous, chaotic, grieving time. Yeah, I mean, it was very like touch and go. If he was even going to make it like every yeah. day, Angela was in between, like we would talk and she'd be in between hope. And then like literally writing his eulogy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the, yes. One of the times that we were about to get on the course, I was like, I am writing Nathaniel's eulogy. It was just, in, it was so incredibly intense, you guys. And I'm not here to just trauma dump. I really want to just illuminate. No, but even it, it before, is showing. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking about your different pregnancies. You were like, you know, and you would talk to me about that, that you were like, okay, I know that I'm like being protected from something, but I'm getting really impatient and frustrated at this timing. And then when you, yeah, when you did the math and you're like, okay, I would either be like pregnant in the middle of this and experiencing huge grief and like, you know, having my family preoccupied with this when I like need support right now, or just having a newborn baby. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like, no matter what, you know, with, with your journey, you want that to be something that when that happens, it's a celebration and you can have people around you mm -hmm. and you, you know, and it was like, that would have been taken from you in the middle of all of this. Cause this has been going on for months, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, that I feel like that's a perfect example of this feels like absolute dog crap. Why is this timing not working? And then seeing on the other side, like what, you're protected from. And I think growth in that too is, is being able to see that instead of just being like, I'm a victim to something. Yeah. Is, it was, Oh, I'm also, even though this is hard, I am also being protected. Yes. It was like the biggest example of like, my life happens for me, not to me. That was like the biggest anthem that I had after I made that realization and found that journal. I was like, this is it. I also laughed because I was talking to my friend. <laughs> this is actually spooky. A week before 
honestly, you guys ask and you shall receive. This is like kind of crazy. A week before my brother collapsed, I was talking to my friend that also was going through infertility. And I said to her, she quoted this back to me months later. She goes, Angela, you told me what could possibly happen in my life that would make me not want to have a baby right now. I said that a week, oh my before, gosh. a week, jokes, a week before jokes, jokes, God's like, here's some razzle dazzle. Um, but yeah, no, I just, it was really, really comforting to finally find peace around this time where I've had so much sensitivity, so much anger, so much bitterness. Like it's been the worst version of me. I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Um, and so I have had some like redeeming surrender around all of this. And that's kind of a great overarching theme is like, I'm glad I had this spiritual backing to get me through this. And like, I came out with faith stronger than instead of being like, you know, God's turned his back on me. Like I, I came out the other side being like, I was held in a way that I couldn't have even anticipated. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes me remember that the work is worth it. Because if I didn't have those like skills in which I was trying to work on journaling and meditating and writing, what was aligned for me, I had no clue what, how that would be birthed. And so, and I would have never gotten to the part of my fertility journey where I'm actually at peace for once. And that is really freeing for me. So, but I, we wanted to like give this actual context instead of just talk high level. Cause this is the real, this is the real shit. This is like exactly what it's yeah. all about. Even as Angela was saying, like we, this is all going on while we were like leading a spiritual course. And, uh, that is not ideal timing. Like, um, you know, there's just a lot that went down with both of us, uh, during that time. And there were different situations where we're like, why is this happening during this course? Like we would still show up and do our thing for the course, but it was just like, why is this happening? Like if we felt so aligned and like, so excited for this, um, six month course, why is all of this tragic stuff happening to both of us and our families and different things like that? And we had a moment where we were like, this is why maybe like when it gets what we would get on the course and teach and listen and whatever. And it was so illuminating to us why this work matters. Like it was almost like it was there, us leading it was there for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when this stuff gets hard and this stuff, you start losing your way. It is so tempting to be like, fall off your journaling, fall off your, you know, rituals or like, feel like, okay, I'm not going to read about this stuff or I'm not going to surround myself with people who want to talk about this or, you know, whatever, because it can feel like too much, but actually that is when the work is there for you to hold you and to give you hope and give you strength and give you perspective. Um, and to zoom out to say like, Oh, I understand that this is happening for me, not to me. And, um, even when it's hard. And so I just wanted to say that, that if you are in a moment, you're like, I love this work. I love the woo. I love the ritual. I love all of the things, but I'm not in a place where I want to do that. That feels triggering to me because things are hard. 
I just really encourage you to like that. That is when it is there for you and, um, and to help you. And so I don't know, it's just been, we wouldn't have ever chosen that, uh, during this course, but it, it showed us in such a tangible way, how much it helped us during that time Mm -hmm. and helped our friendship and helped. Like, I don't know what would have happened if we went through all of that, like in our partnership and our friendship and our families and, you know, all these different things at once and didn't have this spiritual practice that we were leading that we were in at all times. Right. You know, like honestly. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it was a lesson in accountability because Kendall and I were hosting. So we obviously showed up on all of our deadlines. We did exactly what we set out to do. I'm really proud of us because we were faced with a lot of things that made us want to just hide under the covers on both ends. And, um, we stuck with it and that's what reminded us of like, why, why it matters. And, and if I hadn't had that, you know, in days where I was feeling so down, I also felt really, um, I, I felt held by the members in a way that I didn't expect. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, didn't set out to tell everyone about what was happening with my family. It just happened, you know, midway through. And so it felt so sweet that we, are there to host, but we're also there like to help each other. And so anyways, it just was exactly right on time as it always is. Yeah. So we are here for you. We are rooting for you. Um, in the highs, the lows, the glowy, the not, but if you get anything from this episode, I hope you feel like, Hey, we've been there. We feel you. We know what this is like, and we're here to support you to continue on and to have the endurance and have the strength and have the hope of like, this stuff does matter. Um, your spiritual connection and, and your, your work for yourself and your care for yourself really, really matters. Um, and so we love you. We love you. Uh, we never ask for this, but if you feel so inclined, it would be awesome if you guys could leave us a review, a five-star review on our podcast, on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, but Apple, if you're able and share this with a friend, if you feel like they would get something out of it, we love to add new woo-woos to the crew and we love you. And we'll see you next time. Hey, cool. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye.